number three, number two is up on Twitch, and number one is a secret still. Because uh, some people. <laughs> it's in the vault. It's in the vault because people are scared. Go to church if you're scared, Mike. I need to go back and watch that. I got a little drunk by the end of that. All right. Oh, the, fir- the first one? Yeah. Number three, our guest is Chris Morana. Uh, Chris, I know from uh, the Carney life, uh, jumping dirt bikes, and he was jumping cars. We met at um, Myrtle Beach Speedway, actually, for, uh, what did they call it? I don't remember what year it was. Um, uh, they called it Wheels of Destruction. Wheels of Destruction, that's what it was. Wheels of Destruction, two-hour show, bus releasing, motorcycle jumps, car crashes, um, they had street bikes, and then Clint would sleep. Three quarters of the show, we'd wake him up. He'd be up. He'd already have his gear on. He'd start his bike. He'd do three jumps. He'd park his bike. And I'd be- Chris was so <laughs> mad. Cause you know, he, I mean, I'm jealous. This is me being jealous. He would show up. So we'll introduce the others. My, the bottom, uh, which way am I looking at? Bottom right is Henry. Everybody should know by now. Not really. It's number three. They don't even know who the fuck I am. And Mike, <laughs> <laughs> Mike at the bottom left. Um, yeah, so they, uh, yeah, Chris would jump, like, he would show up early. So, Chris does car stunts for people that don't know. He, uh, crashes cars, jumps cars, spins them around, drives on two wheels. So, he gets, like, all these junker cars, and, uh, he's there for, like, a day early, like, cutting these cars apart and shit, pulling windows out. I can pull up videos, too. <laughs> Pulling windows awesome. out, and I drive in in a ramp truck and uh, just flip it out in, like, 20 minutes, and all my shit's set up, and then I, like, take a nap in the truck, and then I come out and just ride. It takes me two days of prep, just life. <laughs> you know, then I did, like, I was, like, I told I told that track, I said, I'll do four or five stunts. Clint's there, sitting pretty. Doing a couple jumps. He knew his business. See, I, I was just jealous. Like, you know what? I've been doing it for 20 years. I'm still learning. I'm like, this guy's good. He gets it. He's got his little puppy. The dog's running around. I'm sweating, running from bus racing to like a car crash. And I'm looking at him. He's yawning, like, you know, smoking a cigarette, just putting his pants on. I was tired from watching Chris. <laughs> All that sleeping got you tired. I did. Some, we, I, we've done some. We've done a little bit of. Clint told us about you, so I did a little research on you. And I have to say, uh, Chris, I'm really excited to, to have you on because uh, watching some of your shit is like, it's the way I think I drive on my way home from work. You know, half in the bag, but it is like watching you with the vans and then uh, you know the, the limo. I watch you do that giant fucking jump in a stretch limo. I mean, it is so impressive. The last time we were watching, my hands were sweating. Watch some of your shit. Um, but do you actually, uh, you, you build the cars? You, you tweak them? Like, I was asking Clinton, so I said, let me just ask you. Why am I asking him? Um, basically, what it is in my contract, I ask for, like, full to, uh, make the full-size cars, four-door. They got to do 55 miles an hour and faster. And I get there two days prior to the show, and I'll gut all the cars. I'll, I'll gut the seats, the glass, and then I put it in my own roll cage. It's a NASCAR spec tubing. Um, you can actually take out these roll cages. We call them like a pod. Um, so it's not a full structure of the cars. There's almost no welding. So it, it's kind of just been done to where 
Uh, It's an easy in and out. I don't have to spend a lot of time there and a lot of like materials. But again, these car jumps, I mean, everyone's different. You know, it's one of those things where, um, oh, I see what you're doing now. So every uh, stunt is different. They always land different. Every speedway gives me different cars. Sometimes you have to be half a mechanic. And I mean, the limo jump here, I cracked a couple ribs on this one. Wow, one. did you? Oh, yeah, I did. You know what? And I mean, again, after 20 years of crashing cars, over 800 cars, I, I, I really get to say, like, I've been hurt, hurt but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this is a world record, right, Chris? It's a world record, limo jump. I don't even, that was like 100 and something, 160 feet. <laughs> yeah. So, and that, that was just funny. Oh, this one, I pooped myself. <laughs> Yeah, that's when you almost think you're going a little too far. Like, but uh, that was gnarly. The minivan, I broke my hand on this one. I, I, I was there one. helping the with that. Yeah, you see, I went a little too far. Again, every jump's different. I thought I had it planned out, and I didn't. And I kept going, and I hit the ground. But the cage, the cage proved what it does, you know. And I, it was just, I was fine. I walked away, a little dizzy. Um, and uh, is, is there a, is there a procedure every time? Like every time, as soon as you take off, I mean, are you like? Grabbing on to, to a certain thing well, no, it's one and of just bracing, or is this about the speed? The weight of the car doesn't matter, and all the suspension is different. Like these cars are clapped out, they're done. But he and means you inside. Inside, yeah, do you get yeah, pieces, pieces of crap inside? Do you grab your harness, or I, what it is? I, I tighten the crap out of my belt, but um, I kind of hold on to the wheel. Um, and some stunt guys don't, everyone's got their own little deal, but for doing it a bunch, you know, because you could break your thumbs if you have the, the wheel on here, you know, you. Kind of snap everything back. So I, and you'd be surprised when I watch the in-car camera slow motion. Your belt stretch when you go 65 miles an hour to zero, and you hit a car. Your body, like, and I have kind of hit, you know, the steering wheel on occasion by not tightening too much. But you got to just be uncomfortable in the car. Safety's first. You know, we get away with it for what we do. The team I have that help out. Um, but I kind of hold on to the wheel, and I mean, I just prep it to where. I'm so tight in there with the Hans device. I have pads on. I have a mouth guard in. You know, I'm, I'm just all done up. But now, was that is, for these shows? Do you do you do you practice? You practice? You go off off of it with a junker or something first, or is that a boom? Your first no, time doing exactly. it out the air. First time doing it, and same thing. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I just drove monster trucks a couple of years ago. I worked for a monster truck show, and then my the promoter goes, "Listen, you're going to race tonight, but you're not going to practice driving monster trucks. If you're going to fuck up, you're going to do it in front of people." Because if you damage the truck, someone's they're, they're paying tickets to watch that. So you have to get. It's like, listen, but it's the most loneliest place to be when you're strapped into a car and you see the ramp and you're looking up at the ramp and you're like, where am I going? And you're looking down at your speedometer. You can't just veer off the ramp. I just want to drive out the speedway and go home. Like you have to actually jump the fucking car. Like you stand up for it. So I mean, you never get used to that, obviously. But and how many jumps do you think you have? Or do you know you have? Sorry. How that? many jumps do you have? Honestly, I don't know. I, a thousand. Like over a thousand yeah. or more. Yeah. Not the. Some of these are, are a couple hundred of these big ones you're watching. Some of them are just forty foot. I call them dive bomber thrill show crashes. When I traveled from '96 to '04, we did several crashes a week. So it just accumulated over the years. I don't even know. I can't even. I could. What was the first time you ever took a car and just fucking did this? Probably the mid nineties, you know, ninety five. I mean, 95, this is the show we were on together. I started training in ninety three, 
Oh, this is the show that Clint Clint was probably snoring. I was napping right inside right now. <laughs> the, the, the opening stunt. You can see those cars. I land. I remember that. That's funny. And uh, and yeah, a buddy of mine actually is driving that car. That was my pickup, but he's driving, and then I'll stand on the side of it later on. Now this is a half mile speedway, um, wheels of destruction, Myrtle Beach Speedway, and uh, we there was a bunch. And it actually was a good. It was a fun show because everybody was professional back then. They hired different groups to perform, and they put together an hour and a half show. And then later on, it kind of went downward spiral big time. Um, but we had a good time doing it. So, oh, you're going to see now. That's my buddy. Now I'm in the BMW coming, and it, this might not be the video, but it breaks. So this is my daily driver, okay? This BMW right here, I drove in Orlando. It's street legal. I drove it to, <laughs> I drove it to Disney every day. Um and I, I knew it can get on two wheels, and it was good. But during during one of the shows, it actually like collapsed. The front wheels collapsed on it. <laughs> yeah, so it was oh, kind of like, like the rim broke. Rim broke. It was a whole bunch of yeah. I didn't roll it, which was good. People always ask, "How do you learn that?" You know, because you go yeah. and kind of roll a car to learn it. The point of balance. Now we're making a left hand turn. Yeah, you almost have to go over the point of balance just to kind of save it. So that um, BMW is your driving car. That's there's nothing special about that car. No, no, I probably drove it there to the track, <laughs> like that. <laughs> on two wheels. I will say the rear gears are welded together. Yeah, it's kind of like a posi traction, like a drift car. You know, you can put in a Detroit locker where I just welded the gears together. Same with the S10 pickup truck. That blue pickup is a four cylinder, 2003. Chevy S10, nothing's done to the suspension, but the rear gears are welded, so it just can go on. So both, so the top tire doesn't just spin. Obviously, wow, it's crazy, it's funny video, awesome. yeah. But but and you know what's funny? This has been done for over fifty years, and, and it's just like what Clint used to do as far as the motorcycle jumping and everything. People, well, people want to see it. They'll pay the money. That you know, it's it's performing and doing something like you know silly. That they never see. You know, they see it, they never see it in person. They see it in the movies, they see yeah. it on TV, and then they take photos, you know, and the kids, they, they're like, how do, they think my BMW's got weights in it. They think there's some kind of outrigger they don't see. So right now we're changing the tire on that car. My buddy Tim is gonna say some words on the microphone. We get back in, and then I stand outside that S10. He's gonna drive it to get on two wheels in the back stretch. I'll get out and I'll stand outside the car um which was another stunt in itself because we've actually i buy those tires used 25 bucks in orlando when i lived down there and uh there's times where we've blown a tire and i had to get back into the car quickly you kind of you'll see in a minute what it's about but didn't but again, he it shows different you know you never know you have to be on your toes, didn't like, tim warn you one yeah. time sorry didn't tim warn you he was like yo the tire is about to blow yeah he no he heard it he heard it hissing it was making a hissing sound, and he's getting his fucking It's not going to be this one. I don't know if we have that one off him, but well, I got in the car because good thing is he's driver's side down when he drives. So when I get out, I get out of the passenger side. Other people are driver's side up, so they can't really stand that way. And they, yeah, you'll kind of see in a minute how it works. But, um, but again, like I'm still, I still learn as I go. Every track is different for two wheeling. Yeah, I was going to say, good, good thinking. Eat it up. Um, <laughs> so, you travel the, the country, the world. 
I gotta ask you: is there is there is there groupies in this in this business? <laughs> there are. I mean, that's why you're talking to a 45 year old who's never been married, has no kids. Yeah. The problem was, I was in my 20s and I traveled a bunch, and I, I was gone for four months. Who wanted to date a guy who was gone from May to October? For nine years, and then in 2004, I ended up working for Disney for a Disney show. Mm -hmm. But I was never around. I was a fly-by-night guy. I, I went to the next job, you know, and it wasn't really consistent. But, uh, yeah, there were a couple of states, a couple of towns, a couple of fairs that you might have met somebody. And you went back there year after year, and they got divorced, and they kept wanting to see you year after year. So. <laughs> No, I mean that's what we talk about here. We just talk about uh, people that, that that don't live the nine to five that that, have, that you know yeah. make money on the road, make money doing different things. Henry was a, a professional DJ for a while. Um, that's awesome. And uh, we've seen we've seen the life uh, on the road, and it's just it's funny how there's just niches in, in every in every aspect of life, you know. That's I mean, <laughs> It's kind of, but you know what, Henry? Now you're, the funny thing is you're watching it. Now you'll, probably, you'll pay 10 bucks to bring, you know, your family to go to your show like that. Oh, 100%. Really shit, bro. It's something that people don't see. Yeah. But it'll go on forever. It's just, but it, it's, it's a talent. My buddy, I'm putting my life in his hands right there, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, here, here's a question, actually. So what was, like, the, uh, what, what was the original intention, like, like when you were younger, did you want to be a like a stuntman or a race car driver or uh, in movies? You know what I'm saying? Like, like what was the inspiration for this? And like, how did it how did it lead into you know you doing this basically like for a living all the time? Sure. The short story would be: um, I was born in '74, but I was an '80s kid watching TV. Fall Guy. Um, nice. The, uh, <laughs> Hazard, you know, Knight Rider, eighteen. So. It wasn't the Kardashians, you know, what is it, reality TV show? These were guys who were round pounders, they were car guys, they were they were horseback riders, they were cowboys, they would they would fight, you know, gunfire, they would fight bar fights. Um, so I kind of just, and I learned that, oh, these aren't the actors, some guy's doing this, someone else is in the background, and everyone wanted to be in front of the camera, so someone else was taking the hits for them, and they were making a living doing it. So I figured it was a niche. And again, I was way young when I kind of was like, oh, that seems like kind of a cool idea, you know? And uh, I fell into cars later on for doing it. I didn't ride motorcycles as a kid. I'm a street bike rider, but as you know, Clint knows, you kind of get hurt riding bikes anyway. So that's a tough call. With, with age, you get a cage, as they say. That's right. Um, but honestly, people ask me all the time, how'd you get into that? And I just found a training facility in 94, in Connecticut, I used to go there on the weekends and I learned how to do high falls and fire burns and fighting and car driving. Um, and I did low budget movies and then kind of just, you suffer for a while and you learn the, and you know, you work day jobs and you try to do what your passion is. And then, but it was really a matter of what I saw on TV and just, and being a kid that rode his bicycle outside, I competed in freestyle, I rollerbladed, I ice hockey. So, yeah, it was one of those... But you got yourself into some high-budget films as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Different era. Different era back then. But, yeah, I saw that, you know, you were in quite a, quite a few films. Um, and how was that? As you got... I mean... It's, you know what it is? You have to take it for what it's worth because you could be on a film for, for two, three, four months and then a buddy of mine put it well in the business. He goes, well, the job is to get the next job. 
So you can't sit comfortable, you know, your union, and you can have these jobs and be on set and you make good pay that you make some adjustments, you can crash a car, make it a couple extra grand um, just for doing that, plus your daily wages. But you're going to be like, oh, that movie's going to stop filming. That TV show is going to stop, you know, and you have an off season. So um, it's one of those things where once you're on, you know, it's a matter of networking and, and, and proving yourself and meeting some coordinators and then what you're watching is the live stuff. So I come from a live show and I kind of book my own stuff. So I'm busy June, July, October uh, traveling. You know, actually, yeah, all of the summer just traveling and doing other stunts. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. Find a niche. It's, you know, honestly, because I know stunt guys who just who are waiting for the call. And then when I was younger, I go, I'll just book myself. And I, and I come from a live show. And what you see, you know, other people have they have demo derbies. Well, they want a couple of different things. Besides the monster trucks, the demo derby, so they hire us to do a couple of car stunts and whatnot. But so yeah, but you're always learning, always progressing, always trying to figure out the new thing to do with car stunts. So like Clint will tell you the motorcycle stunts or what you guys were were talking about. But that's why I ran through the firewall on the bike because of Chris. <laughs> yeah, not just a Henry doing DJ thing. That's that's a badass deal. <laughs> Spinning records is a good time, you know, it's a good time for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, see, yeah, that's the funny thing. I never got into that, uh, that side of it. It was always, uh, you know, Mike can tell you, it was always like, you know, dirty, dingy clubs and like, you know, fucking shitholes in New York and like the tunnel and, uh, uh, you know, the Mike we're talking about, you know, he's, he's like, oh, it'd be cool, you know, DJ and like playing poolside and like, yeah, nah, like, Oh, we never made it that like, far, man. We, we, yeah, we, we come from, like, we come from the early 90s. Like, drum and bass shit and like, yeah, like, like, you know, the crowd were ravers and shit from like the late 90s, but that's what it materialized into, which would be nice if we were playing the fucking pool and like, I watched MTV Spring Break. Yeah, I'm free to work your way up to that. You're right. Oh, of course. Yeah. The, the, the crowds, crowds were bigger than half of those pools, which was well, awesome, yeah. but we, we never, we, we cashed out before the pool scene. Oh, okay. We, we cashed out, before, you know, um, what was, what was it, 2005 was when we took a break? Basically, yeah. So that's right around when that, that scene popped up. Um, no wonder. But, but yeah, the crowds were there. I mean, we would have 15,000, 20,000 people sometimes, um. In warehouses, though. Underground type shit. But you got the girls coming up to ask you if you can play their favorite songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with their own. Like, like this, like, what? Oh, totally. <laughs> I'll put that on next. Yeah, I'm sure, exactly. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, it's just, you know, I always I always said we were like, we were carnies, and then that's where kind of kind of where the name came from. And Clint was like, well, I kind of was a carny. And, uh... And it's, it's funny, funny because, because we always said that we were that because we just traveled and that's how we made our, our living. We never really had a home or we were in a hotel for a little bit and went from place to place. And um, I mean, even to this day, I own a bar and it's the same type of gig. I mean, I'm still in the same place, but I'm just a glorified carnage now. Um, you know, I keep, I stay, I don't move, but it's still the same shit. And I, we just love talking to people that don't have the nine to five. And and there's so many people in this country that are not that are not trapped in a cubicle. And um, I I just really appreciate talking to people like that because it's just you found what you love, you found something different, 
and, and you're making it, and obviously you made a living out of it, and it's, it's pretty awesome. Man. Yeah, it's different. And again, the sad thing is, I, so I date a teacher, and summers are her big getaways. Everything's planned in the summer. Let's take the kids somewhere. Weekends, uh, weekends are her, 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 I'm free. Let's do something. I'm like, no, I make money weekends. People like you bring your kids to shows that I'm doing. Yeah. Summertime, I'm booked. I'm trying to make, then come like September, October, November, I'm like free. I'm like, let's hang out. Let's do something. Now she's the day job girl. You know, so yeah, I just, and I sympathize with that, but I, I just didn't fall into that category. You know, I just, and I knew back in the day, I, I couldn't have been a desk person in general. My ADD would have kicked in. I, just <laughs> I think that's one thing we all share, right? Is that with that if you want to call it ADD or you want to call it. It's just non-focused BS. It's, it's the regimented, just there, and for not just doing it, but doing it for like 30 years, like yeah. doing it for, for years. None of us, like we just talked about, if you're not doing a DJ thing anymore, I'm like, you know, something, like I do it and I switch on and off and I do other things and yeah, and the bar thing you do now, maybe you'll sell that by another bar and yeah. so it's just even by, like, Clint jumping on bikes, you knew, you knew you couldn't have done that in your 40s and 50s, like, you know, you kind of make that and progress with it, but it's not going to be a regiment. And, and again, let me tell you something, the funny thing is, now that I'm 45, my friends who are policemen who are retiring this year, I'm like, oh my, it's not, yeah. even, not even a word in my, my vocabulary. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the downside of his life. That's definitely the downside. Where you got, but you got to keep hustling, right? You got to keep grinding. You kind of got to keep moving. Yep. And I kind of think it adds the excitement of, of people like us, um, because we don't have those four hundred one ks. We don't have those, you know, retired type jobs. We got to keep grinding, keep moving, and keep innovating. I mean, hey, that's why we're starting a podcast. Uh, I turned my restaurant into half of a comedy club. That's where I met this fucking guy. Awesome, no one. Yeah. So it's um, we just got to all keep moving and keep grinding, and obviously we're in a weird, weird time right now. Um, Especially for what pretty much all of us do. It's what's like, that? I said pretty much for what all of us do at this point. It's like all <laughs> well, shit. I think, I think the whole world, but yeah, especially us. Well, yeah. Especially all, all of us, right? Because we don't know if people are going to be... We don't know. We, I mean, I don't, nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, I think people are going to be gun-shy coming out of this. To say that on um, May 1st or whatever, they lift the thing and then everybody goes charges out, I think is a silly... Yeah, I think that's full of shit, too. I silly think I'm just going to start licking strangers. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, give me your fucking face. Like, get yeah, I think that's a false sense of hope to say that. It's a little uh, aggressive, even minus a virus, Henry. Say again? That's slightly aggressive, even without a virus. Oh, you know, that's like a normal Tuesday, so I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll tone it down a little bit. But. You know, not, I mean, I don't know if we're going to start talking about work right now, but because Henry also works in the club and Clint is a regular there. But if, I mean, just while we're on the topic, I, I was starting to think, guys, like, are we going to shrink the attendance to half the size? I don't know. Even with you, Chris, like for your these big crowds, are they going to shrink the crowds? You're right. Is that going to be the new world? And you're going to pay a little bit more, which would suck because I love to cater to the blue collar guy. I don't like the, the, you know, that's why I always had places that serve wings and ribs and fries and beer. I, I, that's my, that's my industry is the blue collar guy. Are we gonna? Is we gonna cut that person out? Are we gonna have to price them out? Like is that? You know, we have to cut the club in half, right, guys? We got we got ninety seats, a hundred. I guess we shouldn't be saying on air, but a hundred seats. We're gonna cut to fifty. 
But that yeah. if, we, if we cut to fifty, now we got to charge. We never went above twenty dollars, no matter how big of a comic we got. What are we gonna charge now? Forty? I mean, it's we got I saw no filter. Paul go twenty-five. Twenty-five. Well, no filter. Paul shows sure twenty-five. But even the big comics, we never have had. You know, big. We've had decent-sized names, and we never gone really over twenty dollars. Actually, that's not true. Lang, we did thirty once, but regardless. I thought about, you know what it is, uh, even baseball stadiums, the fact that the seats are so close at any stadium, even the shows the right format, yeah. comedy shows, what do you do now? Now the next regulation is you have to skip two seats and yeah. have a seat, skip two seats, have a seat, and you're right, that goes to 50%, but it's, are people going to get back to, to where it was where you're allowed to like just be elbow to elbow in line to buy a hot dog, you know, like it's just, I think the fear will be there with people, depending on the generation. Um, and it's unfortunate that people are growing up, the kids are growing up around this, you know, where we're just like, man, you know, I, I go to Walmart and I, don't really, I, I, I wash my hands after and I'm wearing gloves, like looking around, but it's not a natural thing. I'm not, exactly I'm not to the max, you know, for what it is. I think it's good for these kids. They need to learn some respect of nature and whatever. I, I, couldn't agree more. It's actually funny because it's like they're there. If you look at a kid that's been in the last like 10 years or so, they've grown up with nothing but like a phone in their hand or an iPad or yeah. a fucking this and that and a Nintendo system. And now it's like, you know, go do, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's time to go back out and be with people and this and that. Yeah, my kids have been outside. I mean, I live in bear country. I live in, uh, where I live in Rockaway is it's the high, highest density with black bears in the world is where we're at. And uh, so normally I don't, I'd be a little helicopter parentish with my kids in the backyard. With, and with this fucking virus thing, I'm like, go outside. Outside, they're in the backyard. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm, and, and we have a, like the dens behind us where they wake up. I'm like, go outside. And you see a bear, I have every window open. I don't care, just scream. And I'm watching them. But it's good because they're doing, you know, they're, they're playing, they're doing shit that we all did as kids. And I'm talking to my kids more than ever. And, and it's, you know, it was really sad. My, my daughter said to me, I wish I grew up in a time when you, when you were a kid. I said, what do you mean? She goes, I don't know. You said when you were my age, she's eight, you used to ride your bike to 7-Eleven. You used to do this, you used to do that. You never let me. And I'm like, she's fucking right. Like, what the fuck? And that's probably more of us. Is being, it? Or is it society? Us, me, I don't know if anyone wants this kid. But me being uh, scared. We're so scared. What are we fucking so scared of? My father says, yeah, you guys are scared because you have the fucking internet. You just see everything. You don't think there was child molesters? You don't think there was fucking... Fuck up shit going on. They were there. He didn't see it every two seconds. He knew you were an ugly kid, so he wasn't worried. Yeah, I was a thousand. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. We grew up on the fact that like your neighbor's mother would yell dinner time to get them back in the house, you know, or the light, the street lights would come on. You had to ride your BMX bike back, you know, one of those things where they're not texting your friend's mother about where you are. It was just a kind of. But, but the same criminals were roaming the street. They were. Yeah, yeah, we Absolutely. It was just, we got dirty more. You know, we weren't as, as helicopter-ish as you were saying. That's the funny thing. And I'd be the same way. If I had kids, I'd be like, oh, I hope they don't, I hope they're not like me, you know, like breaking bones, trying to learn yeah. stuff in the streets. But, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, it's one of those things you couldn't get us inside. So nowadays, like, what I was agreeing with you guys, that it's, it's great to get the kids outside. Exactly. It is. crazy. It is, and it's, it's, it's making me rethink. It's making me rethink a lot of shit because I was. I'm always scared my kids are going to end up like the way I was, and uh, and then now I'm starting to think like, was that really that bad? 
Is it really that bad? I was always, and, and Chris, I was just telling them about when the lights went, when the street light went on, it meant we would go, and they're like, what do you mean? I go, yeah, and then Mrs. DeCaro would be screaming, she would, I mean, she'd take a pot with a pan and hit it. And once you heard that, you knew, get in. And I'm telling, then I started telling her even more about the fucking neighbor who sometimes would come out with the belt and just start whipping it at everyone. I'm like, Maybe I shouldn't go that far with her. Let her know how, what it was like. But you know, maybe it wasn't so fucked up back then. I don't know. Was it more fucked up? I don't, and it's like, and you try to bubble, and and now we're even living in more of like us. We're living in a society now where we have gloves on and masks, and we're 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 we're, we're sterilizing ourselves from everything. It's like what the fuck. But maybe it's a reset. You know, maybe it's a reset for all of us, and and to think about what the fuck, where we've become, where we've gone to, and time to just uh, you know. Sure. I don't know, man. When, when we were kids, like I didn't, we, we talked about this like a week or two ago, like, you know, uh, every school I was ever in, I didn't have uh, anybody, you know, it was like everybody's parents brought cupcakes and like all kinds of stuff. And there was no, nobody had all these crazy allergies and like they were allergic to the, to like the breeze and, you know, grass that's too green and whatever have you. I just, I don't know where the hell all that shit came from. Levy. Out of nowhere. Levy. I think about Levy's shit more than ever right now. Which one? Believe you, what he talks about. I'm going to go to war. You, you want to go to war with Iran? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm you motherfuckers. It's true, though, man. Like, what the fuck happened? It's, you know, it's like they, that's what I was saying. The, the, this, pet, this, the newer breed of, of humans, it's like they're stuck inside staring at screens and they're allergic to everything and. Remember the dude that was like, I, I after Levy did all that, he's like, I have a peanut allergy. As a chef, I used to fucking go insane with people with gluten allergies. I would fucking lose it. Like, you know, ten, I'm talking about 10 years ago when it really started. Ask fucking Henry. About three years ago, I'd have, I'd drink one beer and he'd be like, yo, dog, what's, what's going on? Half my fucking ear would be blown out. I'd fucking get blotches. <laughs> And I was the guy, like I was the guy that would here. fucking go nuts. If you came at me, you had a fucking gluten allergy. Did this touch? Oh, did my did my shellfish touch the fucking wheat? Because if it does, and I'd be like, oh, fuck off, lady. <laughs> and then <laughs> the next thing you know, I'm fucking drinking beers and my ears are fucking turning purple and fucking my nose is getting bigger. Mike's got oh. cauliflower ear. Yeah, from drinking a beer. <laughs> Now they have I don't know about the gluten thing. They have support groups about that. They have Facebook groups about that. Different types of <laughs> just a generation gap. Jesus Christ! So, I need a support group to deal with all these people that need all these support groups. Yeah, true that. Kind of true. You know, it's funny because the uh, video game stores are staying open, aren't they? Saying they're a necessity. <laughs> are you serious? Which ones? What'd you say? What do you yeah, say? I got a, I got a video funny? game store. Which ones? Like GameStop um, or something. The, yeah, oh, the Game Stops. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. And they shut down the gun shops. Uh, yeah, that's a necessity. Fucking keep, make more. Put more out. You should be selling them on the street. Yeah. I, they I think do. I blew my fucking load on that yesterday. But, yes. <laughs> the good thing is, is that they, they, didn't, they did deem them a necessity. Finally, but they did try to take them away. In, in oh, Israel. okay. No, it, it, uh, they were, as of the 20th, and then that now on the 22nd, as of the 22nd, they're closed. Because uh, the employees were like, what the fuck? <laughs> what, gun store employees or GameStop? No, GameStop. Oh, GameStop. Oh. GameStop. Sorry. Sorry. 
Yeah. Which is fucking. <laughs> you can buy I, everything I don't know online. This, I don't know if this is true. We should probably fact check this. But I saw, <laughs> I saw like a Walmart or something where they had <clears throat> caution tape over certain sections that are they're they're, they're deeming, uh, what did we say, essential and non-essential. So like the sporting good area had like fucking crosses, like do not enter tape. But the like, dude, I'm, I don't know. In where? What store was this? It was like a Walmart or something. Well, let me tell you, the, the Walmart near me, they were out of ammo, ammunition and they were out of like BB guns. <laughs> I think people just wanted something to like stick out the like window. They were <laughs> <laughs> like I'll get you with my dart gun because they don't want no bullets. They're like nervous of themselves. You know, they're against it, but now they're realizing to wipe their ass, they have to shoot the perpetrator. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, one of my good friends, one of my good friends, one of the baddest motherfuckers in New Jersey, trained some of the killers in this, you know, I would, if I name dropped, you guys would know all the names that he's trained them. And when this first dropped, he, he were, we're having these really real conversations. And I said to him, uh, dude, silver, you can't buy silver anywhere. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, you can't buy silver. I go, that's a problem. That's a red flag. You can't even get silver. And he said, why are you looking at silver? I said, I don't know, because the currency's going to drop. We got to trade silver. He's like, motherfucker, if I got to trade my neighbor silver, that means I already killed my fucking dog and ate it. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I'm fucking killing everyone on this fucking block and taking what they got. He goes, and I'm worried about your silver fucking coins. I stopped looking at silver fucking... <laughs> Three weeks ago. I go, yeah, he's so right. <laughs> you got to invest in gold doubloons. I only accept doubloons in the fucking apocalypse. Because yeah. if you, you were toilet paper, silver fucking coins for toilet paper, buddy, we got bigger problems. I go, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're fucking right. <laughs> you ask if they take Bitcoin. Bitcoin, well, this, you know, this is, this is where we'll find out if Bitcoin's for real or not. Well, it was didn't, meant for this situation. Didn't the, um, government uh like try to put some kind of cryptocurrency in that bill or something that they passed oh uh, here we go didn't they didn't they here we go. <laughs> hey, all right so yes they want to move it over to a crypto and once they do that guys we're done then it's going to be no cat they're going to say the cash is dirty if the cash is dirty we can't use it so we have to oh use this sounds like a good setup for that it is. Yeah. No, what do you that, mean? That's that's totally a thing, man. They've already that said that in China. Up. And then we're the, moving fucking... to the new world order, my friends. Listen, China, China. Have you ever been to China, Chris? Uh, no, never been to China. Yeah. Nope. They are uncomfortably close just all the time. Like, no wonder why everybody fucking got sick. And then Italians are all kissing each other's fucking faces. Like, obviously, you're going to have an issue. No. I haven't been yet. Yo, it's so gnarly. What about the the? Uh, do you guys hear about the how they have that um, whole like social credit system? No. <clears throat> you don't know about this? They're rude as fuck to each other. So go ahead, explain this to me. Yeah, so they have a social credit system. So like, if they say like, Clint, you're a jerk off. Like you're an asshole. You don't pay your fucking phone bill on time, and and you you, you know you didn't give your seat to an old lady. <clears throat> they give you a shitty fucking system uh, of credit score, and that means like so now you go to like take a train to fucking New York City and they're like, nope, you can't get on the train because you have a shitty credit system. Does this uh, register through my chip or how do they yeah, know this? something probably through your eyeball or some shit. <laughs> like, how do they probably know? probably kill a child or some shit. Like, on an altar. Oh, listen, <laughs> listen. Scan your chin. Chris will know this one. Driving across states, they can't even keep driver records fucking straight. All right? You think that they're going to be able to <laughs> register who the fuck you are? <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> Chris knows. He's like, well, that wasn't in this state. Hopefully, they d- they don't talk to the other state. Kind of true. <laughs> future, I mean, again, the funny thing is, we talk about the '80s, '90s, growing up and doing this stuff. Where in, in 20 years, sad to say, like our kids will be like talking about how this this was so easy. Oh, I stayed home. I I, I had to wash my hands a couple times a day, but I did my homework. From from you know eight eight to nine, yeah. and then I played video games for nine hours. Yeah, like, yeah I got to wake up at nine o'clock. I do a couple hours on the laptop. Yeah, you do whatever the fuck I want. This like, is where this is talking. where society transitions into online. Yeah, and it, and it won't be so easy to cross state lines like you were talking about. You know, it won't be easy just to like to, to separate yourselves. Listen, you could right now they're telling. If you if you go uh, into is it Connecticut or one of the states they they stop you now and ask you what you're doing there Rhode Island and, Rhode Island yeah Rhode Island it's, it's freaky how they're and they're allowed to do that you know if you have New York, <laughs> especially that's what it is just visiting they feel like they they don't want you there they yeah. don't want your money there they'll kick you out of their state <laughs> yeah we're the epicenter you know coming back east. Um, yeah, we're the dirty fucks. We always were the dirty fucks, but we are, and now, now it's like they really now. It's like before. It's like you know, you had the you had the girl with the trap with the can. She had you had a cute New York accent, so you maybe got a little extra. Now, but everyone else thought you guys were dirty. We were dirty motherfuckers when we go in their town. Now it's like the cops are like, yeah, motherfucker, you come with the license plate. We're gonna fucking lock you up. Fuck that. Uh, I saw Traveling, some I see New York hats. I, I would go uh, all over uh, Europe. And I was just in Australia last month performing shows. You see, like the New York hat, and you, oh, I'm from New York City. You put on the next. Yeah. Now, now it's like we're in the news for the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not like late just to say I'm from New York anymore. Oh, I, yeah. No, yeah. now you're gonna scare him off. I, <laughs> I yeah. saw a meme today that was like, "Hey, New York, nobody." Uh, Nobody like we don't want you around or something. Just stay home and drink your magic pizza water or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that fucking true? Everybody you know at least in my industry, everyone knows some jerk off that went to California and imported the water to make bagels or to make pizza. No, he's killing it, bro. He's killing it. He fucking yeah, he's gotta spend fucking thirty dollars for a yeah. fucking gallon of water, but he's killing it, man. <laughs> It is crazy that there's got to be something to that, though, because shit doesn't taste the same way. Pizza dough and bagels suck everywhere else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a little too drunk right now, but there was a reason for that. Even in Florida, Orlando, Florida, I missed... uh... Bagels, bagels. You know, homemade and cheese on a roll, delis, and, and and pizza. And pizza, the guys would be like, no, New York-style pizza. Yeah. I got the water <laughs> shipped in. We got the dough. I'm like, what? It, it's, it, you hear that nationwide, but it never yeah. – I don't know. I, I guess it's a thing for what it is. But they just, well, you know where these motherfuckers fig- figured it out? In these coal-fired pizza places. Yeah. It's not the same kind of pizza that we're used to, but you still get nice crisp. And you could just coal fire pizza anywhere, and you get it. The thin crust, sure. Yeah, you know, so you could, you could, but you guys are talking about just regular pizza and reg- and bagels. And a big thing about bagels that is a secret that a lot of motherfuckers just don't. They just skip this fucking. They just skip the step everywhere else. They don't boil them beforehand. That's a big part. Huh. In New York, New Jersey, if you don't boil your fucking bagels, no one's buying. Them. Good to know. 
I didn't no, know it that is. was a thing. Like if you go to you ever go to Dunkin' Donuts and the bagel sucks? Yeah. Fucking right. terrible. Yeah. It's because they don't fucking boil them. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's it why is. they're like hard, kind of. Yeah, it's like what the fuck is this thing? Hmm. Well, that's that's got something to do with the water then too, if that's Wait. the case. Oh shit. Mind's blown. <laughs> Boom. Fluoride. <laughs> Fluoride. <laughs> Don't stop. I'm not, I, I'm, we can't. We can't. We can't go deep every time just yet. Chris doesn't care. Chris is like, I don't mind. I, Episode no. three, make it worthwhile. I mean, so, you don't. Let me ask you, if you. If you don't, if you don't mind, let me ask you this then. So I saw you, you worked with a lot of people in Hollywood. You ever see anything weird from the fucking Holly Hollywoods? Um, no, but I mean, you have actors that are standoffish, or you have actors that are over the top that are awesome. I doubled Ken Jeong. Um, who he was in the hangover, but I happened to be, uh, he was a mailman in big mama's house three, I believe it was filmed in Atlanta, Georgia. And I, I, uh, was a stunt driver for him. And then Martin Lawrence's stunt double had a jump on me, but Ken Jeong, this was even before he really became as big as he is. This was after the hangover, but before a lot of things, he was the nicest guy over the top. He was awesome. I was in, uh, the hair and makeup trailer with him and they had to shave my my arms and like half my legs because i had these silly shorts on i had like italian hairy legs and <laughs> he's not italian so so then so he's like chris thank you for coming i appreciate it you know because they see me sees me doing like and they got this whole thing girls are doing this whole thing with me trying to make me look asian and he was he was very apologetic. He was very, he was awesome. And even on set. I've heard, actually, I heard he's a great guy, actually. Yeah, great guy on he's set. He's a comedian, but he's a comedian. You know what? Comedians, well, right, I think, yeah. he's a comedian. True. He's off the cuff. So, and I got to watch him. Like, it was so cool watching him work where, sure, he got the script, but they don't, you know, he just does his own thing. Every take was different. He ad-libbed. Um, he was just, it, it was It was cool to watch those kind of actors do their thing. Um, and, and I'm usually that's the story, you know, is finding a lot of cool people to be with and, and in the movies, then you have some assholes as well, you know, but I mean, it's one of those things where the stunt guy sits back, waits his turn. And then when you're called in, you kind of just have to go from A to B, do the job. And then you go back and you wait for the next stunt or the next gag or whatever to do and you fill in. But, um, no, it's very awesome to be around the, the movie sets and to be around even, um, the crew, the crew in general, there's just huge numbers when you film a movie or a TV show. Everyone get get together, have the same goal at hand. Um, and the actors are just, they're the A-list, you know, they're the ones that are the stars and everything. So I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I just kind of wanted to put myself at risk, sad to say, you know? No adrenochrome stories. <laughs> no, we're not getting any adrenochrome stories. Hey, did Harvey, <laughs> did Harvey Weinstein touch you? Uh, no, unfortunately not, because if he did, I would have yeah. banked it. If he did, his name would be Brad Pitt. <laughs> I wish, please, is it too late? Can he touch me now? Fuck. I'll, I'll, I'll find him. I can give you millions. I'll be driving Lamborghinis on two wheels. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, he'll drive a Tesla on two wheels. He'll be like, fuck that. Yeah, what do you think about those? <laughs> what do you think about Teslas? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I wouldn't honestly. They're my, not my kind of thing. I'm like uh, American-made muscle car type of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Teslas are. Uh, it, it's a breed that just people kind of have a niche to. You know, it's one of those things where. What about they, jumping one? Yeah, that's what I would love. I, love <laughs> I think they're fine for that. Sure. They're not. You think so? Apart. The batteries. 
What about the batteries? I'm not scared of them. Like, they'd be great, but I just wouldn't. Oh, I would love to. Let's get that. Let's get a GoFundMe. Let's get Chris a let's fucking start, Tesla. Let's just, just start. Let's, let's, let's get. You know what's funny? It could be a world record because how far has a Tesla jumped? Oh, yeah. Shit. Dude. We I need to up, hit up Elon Musk. I'll jump it farther. So We just fucking hit it. He will fucking take that thing to fucking outer space. Yeah. If there's such thing. <laughs> Set the ramp straight up. and just fly right into outer space. And you know what? Let it be a pay-per-view. People can sit at home and just watch it through their TV because no one's getting together anymore. So just you know what? Put it online. That's what it was back in the day. I used to watch Robbie Knievel jump. I sat yeah. at home, right? That was that was like one of the first pay-per-view before uh, MMA. Yeah, like it was it was a bunch of daredevils doing yeah. thing or a concert. You're right, man. And you and you wouldn't pay an exorbitant amount. It would just be a matter of you getting it with your family and having popcorn and watching the right. show. So we can have just a daredevil comedy show. Just you know, do like a big stunt and then a couple of uh, different rounds. Let's do a Tesla. Let's do a fucking Tesla show. Let's, let's get a fucking let's. Let's. Who's who's the fucking <laughs> hit that fucker. Find out what they're worth. Those things yeah, are, are worth so fast off the line too. They are. That's so I, I heard. Fast. I heard you don't want to fuck them up either. Like I, I know a couple people that have them and they said, oh, you don't just don't ever want. Like, that's why I, I was I was actually in the market for the cheap one when I went to go get my car. And people were like, anybody that had one said, because I just destroy cars, Chris. I'm the guy that get the car the first day. It has 10 plates on it, and I'll fucking close to total it almost every time. Yeah. People are like, you do not. You do not get that car. Why? Because if you can break a fucking light, you're, there's nobody. There's no There's no mechanic that's fixing that fucker. Is that right? Yeah. Well, even what, What's the cheap one? What does that start of? I don't really know. Like, it was like 30 one. grand. It's a it little like 30, over 30, yeah. It was like 30 grand, and it drives for like a half an hour. I hear you. You'll get looked at like girls like that, right? It's nah, but I don't need girls. I, I got a Subaru Outback. That's much I care about girls. <laughs> He's a lesbian. He loves them. You got huh? a Subaru Outback? You're a lesbian, so you love girls. Yeah, you're right. If I had that handlebar mustache, it's all reverse psychology. <laughs> you, you, you do have some bushy eyebrows. You do look... Uh... Like you thickened them up. He used to have them thinner. Half off as a lesbian, for sure. He used to have them like thinner, it. but that came back in, so he grew them out. <laughs> yeah, grew them out. No, you, you guys want to be. I'm, I'm always an open book. I'm always open book. When I heard about the coronavirus, what was it in January? When did we hear about it? Like January, right? A week before yesterday. No, it was like January. So I always, <laughs> I always go to these Indian ladies, right? And they fucking put the thread in their mouth. And they wax it across your eyebrows. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, these people are from Asia. They got shit in their mouth. I was like, I don't think it's a good idea to do this anymore. So I stopped. Oh, wait, anymore? (laughs) So I stopped going. Because I thought about about it. I started thinking about hygiene. You started thinking about it? Like the first time you went there. No, I've been going for fucking, years. They no, started using for like years. dental floss and fucking whacking it yeah, against that, your face. That, You're that, like, that, oh, it never bothered I me. have no issue with this. But never as soon as like, you know, oh, there's coronavirus, I probably shouldn't let them, you know, floss and then fucking yeah, no, I had no my problem. giant, you know, grease ball eyebrows. Never had a problem with it until coronavirus came. Nice. Do you think that they imported your uh, eyebrow threaders right from China, dude? Like, where the fuck are you going? What kind of spot? They're from India. They're from India. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of underground eyebrow threading place. They don't even. They speak Cantonese in there. You gotta fucking. (laughs) 
Did you guys see? Did you guys see what they're doing in India? No, the, uh, uh, the police are doing. Did you curry? guys? Does it have Clint, something to do with curry? Clint, you gotta pull it up. My wife Wait, thought I was lying. Is, My is, wife is thought I was with, lying with with, with with caning people. That thing. Yeah. So they get this little fucking looks like it literally looks like this. Like their cane looks like this, right? It looks like this, and they whack each other. If you're not inside, they hit you with like a oh. stick that like, breaks. It breaks, right? Dude, Nick. And put- then if, if if that doesn't get you inside, they start telling you jumping jacks or sit ups. I'm like, come on, man. This is something I would do. Like, are you kidding me? They're like, you do sit-ups, you do jumping jacks, and you, you see old ladies and grandmas, and they're like almost like kind of laughing. Like, are you being serious right now? And they're being dead serious, the fucking police. And they're hitting them with these little breakaway canes, and they're making them do calisthenics. Put I don't know. I saw, I saw some shit where they were hitting people with like fucking batons. And, well, and, like, it might have got up to that. But in the early days of the coronavirus, they were just hitting them with a little stick and making them do calisthenics. Oh, no, hilarious. man. They are fucking like absolutely like destroying people with like canes and shit. Like, get the fuck in the house. It's like, wow. <laughs> but it's like, wait, watch it. Watch it. Well, that's great. I gotta get beer. Yeah, I need to get a beer too. Yeah, play the play the calisthenics while we all get beers. This isn't calisthenics. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, awful. This is my uh, co-host on the Dirt Bike Podcast made this meme. Loretta's is like a big uh, amateur race, and dads spend like all their money to get the kids there. Uh, I think we're all getting beer, so we'll be right back. Gotta get the ones where they do calisthenics. Look up forced calisthenics. On what? Uh, YouTube. I mean, I I I'll, I I gotta learn how to use this shit. Yeah. But if you look up um, forced forced calisthenics in India, they got grandmas. They're like, they're hanging out and they're making them do squats and shit. It's like, come on. But I'll tell you what, man. I, I think that I think this is what we if we got something out of this podcast, it's that we're gonna figure out a way to get Chris to jump a fucking Tesla. I love it. I'll look into it starting tonight. Yep. <laughs> we'll do a I'll follow up in six months, see where we go with it, write him a letter. We'll uh, we'll blow it up online. And uh it's worth it. You know, again, we just have people kind of contribute and buy our own. We don't need one from them, and then we might give them a bad name if they don't give us one. True, but uh, but, but it's, it's something we could do. And then you were, you know, you were you were saying something interesting before we started talking about the Indians with the calisthenics. You were saying about how pay per views were cheap. You're talking about Knievel days. Absolutely, it wasn't. It wasn't about. You're right, because you know it's tough for bars to get them. A lot of bars don't have MMA anymore around me, at least in Orange County, New York. Yeah, got to make money. It's about the numbers, right? And they charge you per how much you can have in your bar. So anyway, back in the day, it was a family. It was like renting a movie. 
right? What, like 10 bucks or something? Like something? Yeah, absolutely. I used to get it. I had no money. It was like high school days. And it was a cool thing. You're like, dude, there's this new channel. You can rent these live shows. And like, how long was an event for Robbie Knievel? Th- like three hours. See, that's amazing. The follow-up. They do interviews. It was a jump-off. He did it with uh, Eddie... Eddie Kidd, I think, from Australia. It was a couple different type of shows that I remember looking up to these daredevils and they would be like, it was like a feat, you know? Even like a like a high wire tightrope act that they do now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sponsors that. It's on a main network. I mean, they're making money, you know, for what it's worth. But, but the pay-per-view thing, if it sparks interest and it's, you know, for the kids to watch, to do something different, and then uh, it's kind of like out of the, you know, oh, something dangerous can happen. But yeah. it's like going to always. That's always like that's always the interest, right? You always like, you're watching because you're and that's just human nature. You know, I'm not room for the guy to ever get hurt, but that's human nature. You're looking because you're, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that's what it is. And um, <laughs> but you know what? You know what, you know what's amazing about the time we live in, guys. Like we can fucking we can actually paper. We can call it pay per view. We don't need nobody's watching TV. Everyone's on the internet right now. So for a fair price, we could honestly put something like And guys, I'm not doing cocaine. This isn't some weird cocaine idea. We could literally put <laughs> an event like this That's together. It's your fault. Yeah, it's my uh, fault. But, you know, you get a lot of ideas. You get business ideas. Normally you're coked out. I'm not coked out. But you could literally on the internet for $10, you $20. You normally get shitness ideas when you're doing yeah. coke. Yeah, right, this we're going to see this. You can get fucking... Yeah, can't. Hold on. do your own pay per view. You don't need, but it, it was great that they used to put it on TV. But most people aren't even watching TV anymore. Like the Chive Network. Chive Network does so well. Those are a bunch of videos they never film. People are sending them in of silly shit. Yeah, right. Chive has now. You go to the local bar. Chive TV. Oh God, Oh yeah, dude. This is what, what I'm is, talking oh, about. You gotta put the calisthenics. This is where it got too crazy, man. Are you fucking? They kidding? do Why? calisthenics what are you in there. What are you doing to people? No, we got to see I when it was fun. It. See, now it's getting too serious. No. What are they- it was fun a couple weeks ago. Yeah, here we go. Watch, 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 watch. Come on. Look at this. He's telling him to do squats. What is that? <laughs> what move is that? Go look. Do push-ups, motherfucker. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. Yo, India's going to be fit as fuck. They're already fit as Yo, fuck. Yo, this look, is so, a horrible idea. Like, what? Is this motherfucker telling me to do push-ups right this now? This is a horrible idea. What are you going to do? Get all the degenerates and, like... Uh, uh, like super athlete shape, you know what I mean? No. Every- <laughs> the, other thing, the other thing is you're making them fucking huff and puff on you. Like, what are you doing? This grandma, they got a grandma doing squats. She starts laughing. Oh, this is this, is to, this, this is to see yeah. if they have... He starts fucking chat, bro. This is to see if they have corona. What is going on? Holy Christ. <sighs> India's poor pushed to live in trees. <laughs> what? All right, took a sad yeah, turn. Crazy, huh? You shit. Hey, and we had a, and you know you had to wear fucking gloves at Walmart. We're we're upset. <laughs> Seriously, how do you so, wait? Just look at that video. How the fuck? What's social distancing there? It's like don't be within six inches of people. <laughs> or you gotta do squats, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fucking cane you while you do squats. Yo. Oh my god. Well, China was crazy with that shit. I actually had to turn around and like scare some Chinamen back so that they wouldn't press against my back trying to get out of the fucking. 
Chinaman, yeah. I don't think you're whoa, supposed to say whoa, that. Whoa, that's that's I not the uh, Chinese man. That's not the proper. Not the proper no. Oh, Did you say no. Chinaman? He was a Chinaman. <laughs> was he, this in China? He was a man from China. Yeah. Were you in China before? Yeah, twice. Were you really? Yeah. That's why I was like, asking Chris if he was there, it, telling him that it was fucking crazy. Nobody whoa, 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 has any social distancing. You were in China two times. Yes. Did they tell you before you got there, like, you don't talk about our government? No. You don't say it looks like Winnie the Pooh? No. You have to, you do have to sign up on, like, um, uh, what is it, a VPN? Like yeah. a virtual personal network or whatever, like, yeah. a, in order to get on Facebook and shit like that. If you're on their regular Wi-Fi, like in the hotel, you can't get Facebook, Instagram, you can't get How any of How long ago did you shit. go? Uh, 2010 or something. It was were the pornos did they have the little blocks over the faces? Uh we didn't watch pornos there. But oh. you could go to KTV, which is karaoke um like like establishments. <laughs> you go in there. And that's nothing but a porno? Uh no, it's it's uh, <laughs> prostitutes. So you go into the place, you get it's cheap you go in, you get your own little room. The room costs almost nothing. Alcohol costs you what it you would cost you at the liquor store. It was like forty dollars for a bottle, and then you get your own room and you sing karaoke in your room. And then one of the guys that was there, the Chinaman that was there with us. I was, oh, you, I was gonna ask you about the Chinaman. You did it yourself, motherfucker. I was gonna ask you if the Chinaman charged you. We had you just one said guy. It we had one guy that was um that was basically like just driving us around and whatever and it was like i'm not sure it was like the promoter's friend was he or... driving you around in a rickshaw i don't know what that is oh, okay. we called him we called him the rapist because he just was like is <laughs> he's, he's driving you around in a rickshaw but only on one of the three wheels like this seen the video is kind of cool dude so, <laughs> yeah. wheeling on a tripod <laughs> Yeah, so the rapist kept getting girls in there, and then he would grab them and shit. And we're like, "Hey, you can't do that." He's, he's like, like ah. "Yes, I can." Yeah, exactly. Well, I think, I mean, like, hence the name, no? Like, well, like, that's we named him that. There, it's not like yeah, that. You realize you were involved in human trafficking, Clint. We should cut this off. Man. I don't think he trafficked yeah. anybody. I, I didn't realize. I didn't know how to, he was yeah, trafficking us around. He was trafficking us around. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I got, I got trafficked. of China. <laughs> you made someone money. That's right. I was in, um, dude. We were in such a small, like, and I say it was a small city of like twenty thousand. No, like twenty thousand people showed up to the motocross race, uh, and we jumped. Yeah, exactly. It was in this city with like I don't know, hundred thousand people, but like out in the middle of nowhere. We drove eight hours from ha Shanghai through the mountains to get there. I must have been what? the only white person that had been there in I don't know how long because, like, people would just pop. Like, well, I went there. The one time I was there, there were the other rider was also American. And so we'd go to, like, the supermarket, and the all the employees of the supermarket would end up in the aisle, like, taking pictures of us and stuff. So we started. Oh, white ball, dude. Yeah. Did you eat, did you eat bat soup? Uh, I don't think so. I could have. They have. You should uh, they, have told. You should have told them you were Vin Diesel. So then we pulled. My, I pulled my phone out. We pulled our <laughs> phones out to take pictures of them, and they all scattered. 
And then another time there was a, the other time the other guy was from Chile, so he was at least, you know, tan. So I was walking down the road, and the and the fucking the uh, this little old woman stops and she she stares at me as I go by, and I would like just thought that was funny, so I turned around to look. She had made a full 180 and was standing there just staring at me with her mouth open as I walked away. I was like, I was like, this little old lady has not seen a white man in like maybe oh, in ever. Life. I had a friend who was a basketball player, a black kid that was a basketball player that went and played over there. And he and he said he was literally he's like, dude, he's like, I was Shaquille O'Neal. He's like everywhere I went, they wanted my autograph. They want to take pictures with me. He said he was so much bigger than he's like. And he's not even that big. He's maybe six, three, which is big. You know, dude, I was bigger than most people. Yeah. And he said he was like way bigger than everyone. I'm sure if they were my size, I still outweighed them by 40 pounds. Like if they were my height. But That's crazy. I literally on the on the. Um, so. When I went to buy the ticket for the ferry to get, you have old Shanghai and new Shanghai. Uh, so we were taking the ferry from, and there, the river separates them. So I was taking the ferry over and I go to the uh, place to buy tickets and all I had was American money. So he's like, hey, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all I got to Ameri- I go, do you take American? And he just goes, no. Ha, 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 ha. And I was like, I- <laughs> <laughs> I like thought for Boston, sure like I, was, final I thought for sure I was about to fucking get in a kung fu fight so I started looking around there was nobody and I'm like okay he just doesn't want my money but I thought for sure for a second I was about to get roundhouse kicked to the face <laughs> <laughs> but have been even better if it was overdubbed he's like no yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, guys, we just did our time. Uh, Chris, it was really so nice to have you on, man. I hope to have you back. Thanks, uh, can we tell all of our mothers, because it's about probably the only people that are watching, where they can find you? And I would say, well, basically, it's going to be mostunts.com, M-O-S-T-U-N-T-S, mostunts.com. And, and I'm sure there'll be a link somewhere. Um, Chris Morena, last name, M-O-R-E-N-A. On Facebook and Instagram, I do all the business stuff there. My car crashes and where I'm going to be. So, yeah, it's a, it's along the way. I mean, again, you guys are in Jersey. I'm in New York. Yeah. I perform a lot in the Northeast. Um, but it's great to be a part of this. Thank you for having hey. me on episode three. I wish you guys very luck. You know, very Chris, luck. listen, man, we have the we have we have a studio that we were literally this close to having finished. So normally we're going to be in the studio. We got yeah. the comedy club, we the bar, we the restaurant. You're not that far away. Uh, we, we'd like to have you anytime. You always be a guest in the dojo of Comedy East. Appreciate and, um, you know, we, we, it was great talking to you, man. We hope you're going to be a part of the show as we grow. Live broadcasting on some of the shows coming up this summer. You know, you get out and be on uh, Absolutely. right there and, and commentate. So we love you guys. Very nice meeting you. We would love to. Thank you so much, Chris. Right, Appreciate man. your time, brother. Yeah. All right. See you, brother. We're signing off. Take Later. Care,